He's called Britain's Most Wanted Artist, and he quite likes that title. The graffiti artist Banksy has been doing his thing for the past 10 years or so now. And although he's now become quite well known for his witty and often subversive work, who he actually is remains a closely guarded secret. Recently, he's been branching out from his night raids with a spray can. He had a gallery show last month. And this week, a new posh book is going to be published of his collective works. It's called Wall and Peace. The culture shows Zena Sarawiwa went in search of Banksy. Whether you're looking for Banksy or looking for his art, I found the same principle applies. It's all about keeping your eyes peeled. So, meet Banksy. Well, actually, don't. Meet his work instead. Because this Bristol bloke's become a bit of a legend thanks to his striking street stencils and the fact that his exact identity is top secret. Who is Banksy? <laughs> what a ridiculous question. He's very elusive. Banksy initially started as one of the most infamous street artists. He's opened people's eyes to graffiti. Uh, there's almost a mythology to it. There's almost this like contemporary kind of um, anti-hero. Oh, and obviously, there's the illegal side of things. You don't want to be getting nicked. There is that. Daubing other people's walls is a crime. Graffiti's critics, including local and national government, and groups like Keep Britain Tidy, say it blights communities and makes people feel threatened. They think Banksy's an anti-social vandal like any other. You can decide for yourself. His work appears on walls worldwide, though East London, Bristol and Brighton are good places to start looking. The moment you see a Banksy, Rats. even if he doesn't sign it, anarchistic ideas, you know that it's a Banksy. Seeing two policemen kissing, very tongue-in-cheek, that is wicked. Recently, Banksy's been working on a more legitimate surface, canvas remixing familiar images. Warhol's Marilyn becomes Kate Moss. Van Gogh's sunflowers have wilted. And there's been an incident in Monet's garden. The artists showing them off tonight amidst all the elements of a real art event. A buzz in the air, cues down the street and a good measure of a live rodents. It's a rare event that Banksy actually has a gallery show. I want to find out if he's here amongst the invited guests and the invited rats. What's your name? Dave. Dave, is it? Mm. It's always good to have a sense of mystery, huh? Yeah, it's just like you. Mm. Him, maybe. I think he could be Banksy. What's your name? Banksy. <laughs> We're trying to find Banksy. Let's see. I reckon it's got to be a little bit difficult with a uh, camera, maybe. Indeed. If Banksy is around here, no one's telling. But the more I see, the more I want to know what the man behind all this is like. So me and the team are pushing for an interview. We've been talking to Banksy's people for days, and they finally told us the score. I've got to send him my questions on an email. He wants to record his answers, scramble his voice, and send them back to me. So then, off to work. I'm not certain I'll get a response from the man himself, a broadcast interview with Banksy is virtually unheard of. But eventually, a package arrives for me with a rare freehand Banksy and a note with a helpful hint. The audio has been mashed up nice, so it may require subtitles. 
and a slightly neurotic plea. Don't stitch me up. Thanks. Thanks. Time for a walk and a good listen. Thanks, he didn't answer all my questions, and we can't be sure this is his voice. But what you hear next is what I was sent. Why do I want to stay anonymous? Well, I have a few problems with the old bill, uh, and I don't really like the attention, and I'm ugly. I started painting graffiti when I was 13 or 14. I started stenciling because I was very slow at painting freehand. Stencils are good because you can make a very detailed painting in 30 seconds and just be gone. If you're going to damage someone's property, it's good to show some dedication to it. Just slapping it up feels a bit rude, I think. Do I have a problem with authority? I, uh, I suppose so, but then if my house got broken into, I wouldn't call it anarchist cooperative fail. I use cops in the paintings because they're symbolic. It's not necessarily about the cops themselves. It's about hypocrites and lawyers and people who lecture you on how to behave. But try painting that inside two minutes on a street corner. There are few certainties in Banksyland, but one thing's clear. This man has got a big thing about rats. Where he goes, they go. I think he came into my shop one day because about 20 minutes later we had a big rat's head outside. I love rats. They've invaded everywhere from like the lowest place in the city to the highest, like Buckingham Palace. To me they represent like the triumph of the little people and the unloved over everything else. I started painting them a few years ago when I got into the idea that everything you paint on the street, it should be something that could actually be on the street. But when he tires of the street, Banksy takes a trip. He's been to the zoo. And he's been to the British Museum too. He sent us this exclusive footage of his visit. Heavily disguised, he pops in and pins up a piece of his own fake prehistoric art. We got this tape with his face already blurred out, by the way. I glue my own paintings up in the galleries because I can't afford to wait for them to do it themselves. It probably looks like a stunt, but it's not meant to be a stunt, they're meant to be permanent. This summer, the excursions really developed when Banksy got busy on one of the most political surfaces in the world, the controversial separation barrier built by the Israeli government between Israel and the West Bank. He sent us this footage. I'm at Palestine because I'm obsessed with walls. My girlfriend calls herself a wall widow. I like how it takes only the smallest amount of pain to turn a ginormous wall into like a doodle pad. And I had to go to Palestine because they've got the biggest wall there is. It's also like the most ugly and inhumane thing I've ever seen in my life. But painting trips to Palestine can't be cheap. So what bankrolls Banksy? Well, a stuff's for sale from 800 quid to a reported 25 grand. His latest show sold out before it even opened. Then he does stuff like this, the artwork for Blur's Think Tank album. Banksy sells a bunch of books too, 40,000 of these self-published pamphlets. And now this, his new coffee table effort, 20 quid a pop. Banksy still stencils outside, but today his work graces more than one important private collection. And what with the posh books and the headline-grabbing shows, he's moving on. 
His recent exhibition is a real departure because it's so much more in line with work of Damien Hirst and YBAs. I think he's redefining the way that creativity can exist in, in an urban context. And he's not waiting for a phone call from the Tate because he's beyond that. The man himself isn't so sure of anything. Being certain about things, it didn't help. Basically, we're fish that crawled out of a swamp and learned to walk and talk and play football. So being sure of anything is totally ridiculous. Well, that's the way he sees it. Banks, he's been conspicuous by his absence in my life over the past few weeks. But listening to him, looking at his work, I do feel I've got a real sense of who he is. I've kind of given up on actually finding him and meeting him in person, though. Unless, that is, I've met him already. Zena Sarawiwa, not quite face-to-face -face with the elusive Banksy. His book, Wall and Peace, will be in the shops next week.